You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. It is a cloudy, I was going to say beautiful. I had beautiful in my vocabulary ready to shoot out, but it's a cloudy morning I love, I think here it's in Newcastle. I love overcast days. You love overcast? Yeah. It's, it's pretty aggressively overcast, though. Like, you know how sometimes it's overcast and it's just like cloudy, but you can see the sun peeking through? Mm. This is just a sky of mashed potato. I love it. You're into it? I'm all about the mash. You're about it? That's awesome. (laughs) Hey, you want to get for us our next... Sorry. Yes, our next clue for our ongoing quiz this morning. It's a Who Am I quiz. This is our fourth clue. It's worth uh, five... Four, three, 200 points, and it goes like this. I am Esther's cousin and took on the responsibility of raising her. So 0491064669 is the number to text or call. Um, if you get it right, you can be in the draw for Friday to win Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the board game, which is a board game you can play that follows along uh, with Peter as I'm sorry, mm. with Paul as he preaches the gospel. Mm. Sorry for my absence just now. I swallowed a fly, something in the air. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. But you're listening to the Breakfast Show. Oh, I am so keen to play this board game. When you said the words "risk your tiles," mm. oh, it triggered you. I was like, "Let's get it done." It was so funny. We had Katrin type in the correct answer, write in with the correct answer, but then say, "Sorry, wrong answer." And then we informed them, no, that's that's right. And they were like, oh, thanks. So, yeah, good job, Catherine. Even even in times of doubt, you are still correct. Oh, we also had uh, Raphael. So we're talking about Kakson. He said, I've never heard of that game, but I'll look out for it. Mary and I, I'm, I'm assuming that's the person he lives with. Shout out, Mary, his wife. I'm going to assume Mary and I love our board games, uh, but we couldn't get ourselves to play Pandemic during the pandemic. <laughs> That's funny. But they've been playing it post-pandemic, though. So, yeah, good on you. Oh, man, I would love to play. When are we going to play board games, Monica? Monica doesn't really like board games that oh. much. Yeah, a little bit boring. I mean, it's not like a thing. For, it's not my whole personality like some other people <laughs> here in the radio station. Uh, nah, nah. No, I just have a thing like when there's too many moving parts and like pages and pages sure. of rules to remember, it just feels like I'm in school again. And it's yep. like if I have so many things I'm trying to remember just so I can play this game correctly, like it just sucks all the fun out of it. I like a like simple, play, quick game. If I'm playing a game with you, it's because I want to hang out with you, oh. not because I want to oh. focus on a game and have to remember 1001 rules and side notes to the game yeah no but it's like obviously uh, there are people who love that yeah 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 yeah. there are people yeah and 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 no fault against them like like it's their hobby that like that's what they yeah like like the the whole setup and the strategy and the execution of their strategies and that kind of stuff for me i'm just not into that i'm i'm happy with a quick game of cribbage like just you know i'm not even gonna go there (laughs) not even that's just maths like you just do maths for fun (laughs) but then okay so some other quick games like i was mentioning some of the games before like the ones where you kind of everyone's a person and that you're all different people and you try to find yeah. out who's the baddies and who's the goodies, like those kinds of games, but mm. where it's quick rounds. Yeah. Like yeah you just, you just, yeah, quick rounds. Just getting through quickly. That's, I, I love that. Stuff. The activity itself has to be kind of fun as well a little bit. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, fantastic. If you've got any <laughs> thoughts on board games, let us know. 0491-064-669, as well as the Bible study that we're going to do this morning, because it is legitimately on one of my absolute favorite topics. Wait, one more question. Do you like King Mao? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you like that game? I'm I'm terrible at it, but I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. When <laughs> you, so also when you become it. the king yeah. and you get to make up your own rules. Yeah, yeah. And oh man, I just get wild with it. I'm I'm yeah. like I'm making up rules where people have to like stand up and sit down on every odd card. Because basically how the game King Mao works. You, I don't think you're supposed to tell anyone. Oh, no. Basically how the game works is that you don't talk no, about right. how the game works. Yeah, that's but we're right. outside of the context in which we're no, playing no, no, the game. No, 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 let's not tell so, anyone. Let's, okay. just, go, just go play King Meow, everyone. I'm not going to tell you how it works. Okay. Well, like, okay, because the, the premise of the game is it has a bunch of rules, but only the king knows, and then they penalise you for getting them wrong, and you have to work But no out. one explains anything to you at yeah. all. So you just get told to sit down and play King Mao, and then you get penalised for everything. Yeah, <laughs> and then when you talk or laugh, then they penalise you. really find you. out who's got a short wick. Yeah, 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 game. dude, high tempo. And the amount of times I have, because the objective is to put down all your cards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, that's what I can share. The objective is to, you, you cards. no cards left. The amount of time I put down my final card... And then I've done something wrong, wrong because I've yeah. been so excited. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, actually, you need to pick up cards now. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just want to pull your hair yeah. out. Oh, I love it, dude. Oh, I, I, I want to hang out with Faith FM listeners and play this Monopoly? game. I've, I, think, I don't think I've played Monopoly since I was eight. I've played it once. It was one of the worst things I've ever did in my life. <laughs> I like, well, literally, like, I got started and then I was like, what have I done? I don't want to play this. I literally got up. I went to the ladies. I took up my phone. I Googled how to lose at Monopoly as fast as possible. <laughs> 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 and then I came back and I, I, I yeah, I, I, I did some of the tips and I lost in two rounds and was able to go home. I was so happy. <laughs> and then you're, and then you're saying to them, man, I must just be really yeah, terrible. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> that is so. So funny. They had to play for another four hours to finish the game. I was so of happy course. I got to go home. Yeah, Monopoly's. Monopoly's. Yeah. Oof, yikes. I was Maybe you like Monopoly. Time. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. not for me. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> we are going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics this morning. Ooh. One of my absolute favorite topics. Of course, it's a Bible topic. Okay. The topic is heaven. Oh, amen. I love talking about heaven. So good. I think heaven is so amazing. And we're going to be talking about it in the context. We've been looking at managing for the master. Yeah. Stewardship. Mm-hmm. All of stewardship all ultimately ends with some kind of benefit or reward. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about the ultimate benefit of or reward. But we're going to be looking at, at putting it into a little bit of biblical context. We're going to start by going to Romans 6. And verse 23. Monica, if you can read that for us. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, and the, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, so we have here this kind of this comparison taking place, this dichotomy. You can sin, and what is the wages of sin? You know, what's the payment? Death. Death. Okay, you can sin. And it'll lead to death. Now, we have all sinned. So we are all, all fall short of glory. We all God. fall short of the glory mm-hmm. of God. Therefore, we, we're all in the path of death. But then it gives an alternative, right? What's the alternative there? Uh, is that we accept the free gift of God. Mm-hmm. So there's a free life. gift of God that is eternal life. Uh, one of the most famous Bible verses in the entire Bible says something similar. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
So we see these two sides, like these one is you've got the reward and, and the punishment. You've got the what you can gain and what you can lose. This is this is what we see as as Christians. And I, I really am passionate about talking about the topic of heaven because I feel like in Christian circles it can be so misunderstood. Oh really? Yeah, it really can be. And I feel like it's when we view heaven in a worldly and secular way is or like from a secular philosophy and standpoint or from a worldly philosophy and standpoint when we can get confused about what heaven actually is. And then in an act of almost false humility, Christians try to discount our need of heaven and the importance of heaven. Maybe you've heard this before. Tell me, tell me, maybe listeners, maybe you can give us some insight as well. Monica, tell me if you've heard this before. Oh, yeah, we should follow Jesus because it's like the right thing to do. And if we get to heaven in the end, well, then, yeah, you know, that, like that's pretty good too. But it shouldn't be all about heaven. Have you heard something like that yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, And maybe you've even felt like that before. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've, you've even said that before. I know that that's something that I've said. But I've come to the understanding that that perspective is just incorrect. Okay. Heaven is the goal. Mm-hmm. Heaven is where God wants you. Mm-hmm. Yes, God, God wants you to be in heaven so much that he died for you. God could have given you the ability to have an experience with him, right, on this earth, charity and whatnot. But if God was like, oh, but heaven isn't that important, Jesus wouldn't have died for you. Right. It is not necessary for Jesus to die if everlasting life isn't God's goal. Mm-hmm. Because then God could just say, you know, interact with humanity in some type of way and say, all right, well, that was good enough. See you later. No, God wants us to be in heaven so badly. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. In fact, I was at Avondale University Church there, going, going, to, the, going to the church, and we were in Sabbath school, and and there was some people, we were, we were sitting there in our, in our Bible study group, very similar to the one that we read here on radio, we're considering the verses, and, and some of that sentiment was shared, like, oh, the point isn't to go to heaven, you know, da-da-da-da. But let's read a Bible verse. Let's read my favorite verse in the whole Bible. Are you ready? First mm-hmm. Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 3 and 4, if you can get that for us. Monica, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Mm. So, yeah, I, lo- I love this verse. I- I've memorized it in the New King James. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. You know what the verse doesn't say? What? To do good works on this earth. Does God want us to do good works on this earth? For sure. Yes, 100%. You'll read in Ephesians chapter 2, you know, it says that we obtain salvation. It's given to us by grace through faith. But then it says, ah, oh, and then you can walk in the good works that God has prepared for you. But an even greater goal than that is that you are saved. And what does it look like to be saved? You know, what's the outcome of being saved? Getting to heaven. heaven. Yeah. 
absolutely. And we see th- like just practical stories of that and instances of that in the Bible. For example, the thief on the cross. Was he living up to God's standard and God's goal for his life no. when he's hanging on a crucifix no. for being a thief? He's literally hit rock bottom. <laughs> he yeah. has done nothing that you could say, like, we don't know his whole life, but it seems as though to get to that point, mm. and, and you know, crucifixion is a pretty heady, heavy thing, and we know that Jesus was unjustly crucified, mm-hmm. but it does not say that, it, it, it calls this guy a thief. Mm-hmm. He's a thief on the cross. It doesn't say the unjust, you know, crucified man. Mm-hmm. No, he's a thief on the cross. All he has done is live a life against God. But he repents and recognizes Jesus as the Messiah on the cross. And what does Jesus say? you will be with me in paradise immediately. Mm. Like God's ultimate goal over and above our ability to live for him on this earth, which we've been talking about all through our study. You know, you get to worship God with your finances. You get to put him first with the talents that you have. You get to live for Jesus. Amen. That is absolutely something that God wants for you. But by far and away, even if you got to the very end of your life, not doing that, God still is striving to get you into heaven. That is God's ultimate and number one goal. And that is because he desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth as well. And I feel like it's, you know, in those kind of deathbed moments when we reflect on our lives and we understand, wow, everything was kind of meaningless and kind of pitiful and everything that I strive. And many people feel this way when they're about to go out. They're like, wow, I, I don't know if my life was really worth it. It's usually at that time where people turn to God because they're like, hey, there's something far greater than everything I strive to achieve in this world. But yeah, God is wanting us to get to heaven. That is the goal at the end of the day. That's what we're managing for. And when we understand that, it puts into great context why it is that we manage our finances and what good financial management in the eyes of God actually is because if we're getting to the end of our life you know we've done all our financial managing and we've we've managed we've quote unquote we've managed for the master and the goal was hey you know i'm gonna go out with a ton of money in my bank account is that really what god had called us to do but then it's like but if i go out with nothing then did i even really manage but where did that money go that's the question did it go to furthering the kingdom of heaven and enabling people to be saved and for us all to be in the kingdom of heaven, if it did, you are successful. Now, also I would say, you know, leaving a financial legacy in which your family is blessed and whatnot, that's also factors into the principles here. I I don't want to just make a huge point of, no, everyone should be poor. But simultaneously, if we have that idea in mind that God's ultimate goal is for us not to further our standing on this world, but in the world to come, then we will truly do with our resources what God is calling us to do. Let's read another one of my absolute favorite passages in all of Scripture. Let's go to John 14, Monica. So John chapter 14, we're going to read verse 1 to 3. John 14, verse 1 to 3. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? Excuse me. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. Mm. 
I love this. Let not your heart be troubled. Monica, is there some troubles on the horizon here in this world that we live in? Is oh, there are there are there people so going many. through troubles? Absolutely. We were talking to Pastor Justin Lawman this uh, yesterday morning about faith and politics and power and religion, all the things happening in our world. And we're talking specifically about the economy. And have you been hearing about all the banks that have been yeah. failing in the United yeah. States and all the schemes that have been blowing up? And there was a statistic that Justin Lawman shared yesterday. I believe it was that two-thirds of the, the entirety of the world's money has been printed in the last 20 years. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? That's frightening. It is. And obviously, it's a re- you know it reveals rapid population growth as well as rapid inflation. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're seeing in the United States at the moment. It's like, okay, we've got rapid inflation taking place. If everyone's money all of a sudden loses value, like that is the A1 way to immediately lead to conflict of your nation. Whether yeah. you look at Zimbabwe or Venezuela as recent examples, if hyperinflation hits, then it's bound to lead to conflict because it's so it leads to so much unrest mm-hmm. within a country. Mm-hmm. So that's on one side. Then it's like, all right, let's solve that problem then by raising interest rates. And then if we raise interest rates, we stifle inflation. So they do that. And now there's 200 banks in America on a watch list yeah, wow. to make sure that they don't fail. And over the weekend, well, not only the big one to firstly fail was the Silicon Valley Bank, but now Credit Suisse, mm. like an international bank that's been a major financial institution for decades. Very long time, yeah has failed as well. There's, again, two. there's multiple more banks failing and 200 on a watch list as a result of raising those interest rates to stop inflation. And then they're like, okay, so what are we going to do to fix that problem? Oh, well, we're gonna, we need to bail out those banks because, you know, we can't let all those people lose their money, which then raises inflation. Mm-hmm. And so we're ultimately, we're in this, this huge issue this huge problem in the american economy which will like we are definitely following the same model here in australia and will have a huge effect on the rest of the world if it fails so then we're at a time of great trouble absolutely but jesus says here let not your heart be troubled Mm. and then he says you believe in god believe also in me so he says okay let not your heart be troubled because you believe in god and believe in you believe in me now believe the words that i'm about to say in my father's house are many mansions the big problem with inflation is that everything gets devalued even property and we could see a time uh, on the horizon in australia in the united states just like in 2008 you know it was the reason the global financial crisis was so far reaching is that one of the most stable investments that anyone could ever make buying a house ultimately just crashed, you know, and died. And people were taking loans out on houses that they no longer had the ability to service because the the asset that they had bought no longer had any value. But Jesus is saying here, let not your heart be troubled. You know, your mansions here on this earth, they will devalue, they will be destroyed. But in my Father's house, in the kingdom of heaven, there are many mansions. There are so many houses. There is a guaranteed spot for us which will continue to appreciate in value for all of eternity. Not that necessarily I think we'll be doing trade or there will be a real estate market in heaven, (laughs) but we are going to receive something in heaven so much greater 
than anything we could hustle for on this earth. And, you know, we just have so much to look forward to in that regard. We don't need to be worried about our stock portfolios or our real estate portfolios. But let not our hearts be troubled because God has prepared for us something better in heaven that isn't worth worrying over, but is worth choosing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Oh, I love that. Leonardo Gonsalves with there. I love his name too. I'm pretty sure looking, reading it, I think that's Portuguese. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't look Spanish to me. It's got some, got some other interesting letters going on. You are correct. You're listening to The Breakfast Show and we're going to have our final clue for the quiz. Our final clue is Haman was executed on the gallows that he had set up for me to be killed on. Yikes. Mm. That is a f- failure. <laughs> that is that is a real oopsie moment. Yeah, <laughs> like, a big oopsie. Yeah, like, Can you imagine, though, knowing that, like, some high-up politician has just built some gallows to hang you on? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be quite frightening? And a further high-up politician. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if we just did that here in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Like, like <laughs> hey, you know, it's like when the when – the, when the current party loses the election, like if the liberals lose the election, it's like, all right, see ya. Yeah. Not that that was necessarily the, the context for mm-hmm. why they tried to hang him. It's more like, I just don't like you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you don't bow to, there was literally, it was literally, you don't bow to me when I walk through the door. I'm going to kill you and exterminate your whole race. Yeah. But if you know who this person is, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number two caller text. And, uh, you, you'll be able to win our prize. Absolutely. Like bites and shipwrecks. Absolutely for free. Now, you will get into the draw to mm, win the prize. Yes, so, guys, draw. get those entries in. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're continuing on with our Bible study. And we were talking about John chapter 14, 1 through 3. Do you want to read that again for us, Monica? <coughs> oh, yes, once I finish. Man, we're, we're just getting attacked this morning. <laughs> okay, John 14, 1 to 3, 1 to 4. One to three. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Amazing. So, Jesus, as we were reading about, he says, you know, in my father's house, there are many mansions. So, he, he's giving us assurance of, you know, I, I am very well looking at the prospect in my future of potentially never being a homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope that happens. I think you've been a home on earth owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. A home on earth. But the father has a ma- mansion that he wants to give to me. So I'm I'm pretty stoked no matter how gnarly the housing crisis gets. Unless, you know, I was just talking before the break about a potential crash that could take place and crashes do take place. But no matter how gnarly the housing market gets and no matter how shut out I get because I'm not wealthy enough, um, I have a mansion in heaven Amen. that is being prepared by God. And that's that's what it says here. It's like, if it were not so, sorry, in my father's house, many mentions, if it were not so, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Except, like, I love this point. Like, guys, in heaven, there is something greater. If if there was no heaven, if there was no mansion, I would tell you that there wasn't. But there is. It's going to be prepared for you. 
And then it's the, and then that's what Jesus said after. I go to prepare a place for you. I want to ask you a question, Monica. What yeah. do you think it looks like for Jesus to prepare a place for us? Oh, no idea. No idea? It must be so amazing, though. Yeah, well, because I think like, okay, well, if he's preparing a place in heaven, well, he would just kind of speak that into... Click his fingers and it's done kind of thing. Yeah, so then I'm like, what does it it mean for Jesus to prepare? Like, does Jesus have a heavenly hammer and nails and a heavenly excavator to do the leveling on the floor, Mm -hmm. you know, a heavenly pavement, you know, a, a, a steamroller to roll in the golden pavements. Like, what does it look like for, for Jesus to prepare heaven for us? Now, I'm more inclined to think that he could speak something like that into existence mm-hmm. easily. Oh, you know, that the angels could make it, but but it, it's Jesus saying here, I go to prepare, to prepare a place for you. Now, I think that what Jesus is saying here has a, a bit of a dual application. Because this is John 14. This is around the time of the Last Supper. In fact, he's having this conversation with them during the Last Supper. What is Jesus about to do? Is he about to die? He's about to die. He is about to be crucified, right? And he's about to die, live, die, and then resurrect. Through Jesus' death. It's it's almost like he's providing comfort, really. To yeah, his disciples. To his disciples. I go to prepare a place for you. How? Well, I'm going to die for your sins so that you can be there in a mansion in heaven. So firstly, I see a first application of this is Jesus is saying, I'm going to prepare, to prepare a place for you by dying for you. But then furthermore, Jesus lives, he dies, he resurrects, he then goes back to heaven. And while he's in heaven, he communicates to the disciples Again, if you read the book of Acts, like, I am going, but I will come in like manner. You know, I will come back again. And so he also goes to heaven to do a work of preparation for those on the earth, that he would prepare a place for them in heaven. And, you know, the question is, well, how is he doing that? Well, Jesus is in heaven right now, you know, interceding for us, forgiving us of our sins, listening to our prayers working in our lives to answer them, you know, as the Holy Spirit, you know, works in us. But we we, we pray everything that we pray in, in Jesus' name because he's the authority in which we, we pray to the Father in Jesus' name because it's through Jesus. He's our credentials, mm. you could say. He is working in heaven on our behalf to do everything that he can, he can to get us there. And so when Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you, you know, it's not just, oh, they're going to send the crew of builders to to make a, a nice mansion for you in heaven. Man, that, that's nothing for God. But no, it's through his life, his death, his resurrection. That is what gets you there. And I, I believe when we value the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we then come to value heaven. Because then we see that, wow, Jesus died to spend eternity with me. Oh, and that's incredible. I can't wait to get to heaven Amen. and meet Jesus. This is just going to be so amazing. And then we come to verse 3, the Bible says, And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. This is Jesus' great point. Because the question is, is Jesus here today with us? Not physically. Yeah, we could say the Bible says Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. So Jesus is with us. 
But is Jesus here in the same way he was with the disciples? No. No. Like, he's he's not physically standing beside me. In a spiritual sense, Jesus is the omnipresent, omnipotent God mm. in heaven. You know, people say, oh, but he's taken on the form of a human. But I believe when he's in the sanctuary in heaven, like, he still is God. Yep. And so... 100%, Jesus hears our prayers. Jesus can be with us, but he wants to be with us to the point where we're, like, together. When you read uh, the book of Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, the Bible says, now we see through a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Jesus is striving to spend time with us for the rest of eternity. And that's what he's going to prepare. That's everything that he's done. It's so that we can be together, that where he is, there we may also be. So, guys, when we look forward to our lives, when we look forward to the things that we have to do, the things that we have to manage, the the jobs that we have, the people we marry, the kids that we raise, all of these things, the perspective should be, man, I want to do the best job that I can so that I can lead myself and those around me to the place where Jesus wants me for eternity heaven and he's ever working to get you there we're going to continue on with the show you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different i'm super into them you know what i've been really into lately what? early 2000s boy bands like oh. christian boy bands oh like there's this boys. one there's this one called the true vibe <laughs> and and most of their songs are like, it was, I always joke, I'm like, it sounds like it was made on a Casio keyboard, you know, to press the button and it's got it like probably the, was. <laughs> like beat, um, because that's like how a lot of, like a, when they did music on the cheap back then, mm-hmm. they just used lots of pre-made instruments, but yep. they sounded so bad mm-hmm. back in the day, but they have this one song that's like full acapella and it's, oh, it's amazing. Could I live for you? We played it. We played it on the breakfast show. You took a video of me singing it. Oh, it's yes. It's that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that video. So it's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm into it. But hey, good music. Shout out producer Shell for just always getting it done. And we know that the Seven listeners. Seven the slappers. Super appreciate it. But hey, we're going to have some answers for the quiz. Yeah. Who am I? It was Mordecai. So uh, Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, was ordered to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. Mordecai exposed Big Thana and Teresh's plot to assassinate the king. Mm. Haman became furious with Mordecai because Mordecai would not kneel down to him or pay him honor. Mordecai was Esther's cousin and took on the responsibility of raising her. And mm. Mordecai was the person for whom Haman built the gallows that he himself ended up being hung on. Absolutely. I love the book of Esther. Mm, uh, it is. I, I was. We did a Bible study series recently in our K group, which is like our Friday night group, on the book of Esther. And it's like the way I was introducing it. To a lot of people who have never read the Bible before, I'm like, it's full of espionage, mm-hmm. romance, mm-hmm. you know, political maneuvering. Like, yep. it's such an epic story. Epic, epic, epic story. And Mordecai being one of those key characters. Yeah, having his life, not only his life, but the life of his entire race on the line mm-hmm. and Esther stepping up. Such an amazing story. So congratulations to everyone who got it correct, which was a ton of people. And you guys will go into the draw to win... Uh, you guys will go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is snake bites and shipwrecks. Wait, we've got some text message coming through. Did you know, Monica? Did you know? Mm. Sky sent in to say, please wish Lyle 
a bl- big blessed happy birthday from us. Aww. It's Lyle's birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy Lyle. birthday, Lyle. I know Shell talked about it when we first walked in here, but then usually when I first walk in here, I'm like half listening because I'm preparing for the show. <laughs> but shout out, Lyle. Happy birthday, Lyle, uh, for turning, what is he now, like 65? Uh, I mean, <laughs> what? Oh, he's 51, 51 shout out Lyle for, for living his best life for making it. And I believe I heard producer shell say, and it's, it's the rare time in which they're two years apart rather than one year apart yeah. for a couple months. And so, you know, she can relish in the fact that she's like a young trophy wife, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, all the way up until August 6th. That's right. And then, <laughs> and, then it, and then it, uh, and then it cools down a bit. Suzanne texted in and say, it's interesting thinking on that idea that Jesus is preparing a place for us. He spoke the world into existence, but took a, a more hands on approach to make man. Perhaps he'll be more hands on in and doing more uh, than just speaking our homes into existence. Yeah. He's going to be doing way more when he speaks our homes into existence because he he died for us to get us there. It's really amazing. Um, And then, yeah, Sky texts in as well about, we're talking about the music too. Memories from my teen years, Jesus Freak. Oh, yeah. Jesus Freak by DC Talk. What a classic. Uh There's one that I listened to recently. There's a song called Jesus is a Friend of Mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolute slapper. It really, Mm -hmm. really gets to heaven. Did you get into the newsboys? Not really. Hey, you got a text message there from Sky about music. Oh, Newsboys, yay. Yes, greatest hits of most bands. I usually hear on Spotify, so I don't get used to the songs feeling like they are the same. Yeah, Newsboys, man, loving it. I was listening to um, History Maker the other day from Newsboys. That was a song that I had on repeat for a while there as a teeny bopper. As a teeny bopper? Teeny bopper. That's incredible. That was from Sky. Oh, shout out Sky. Oh, birthday blessings from a lot of people. Bruce and Liz uh, sent birthday blessings to Lyle. Um, Sky, don't worry, Lyle. I'm sure working with Mr. Lawson would age me too. (laughs) 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 Uh, True story. (laughs) I'm aging working with Lawson. (laughs) That's incredible. Hey, well, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show. And, of course, we give away something for free Mm. every single time. And I've got a book for you this morning. It's called Is Heaven For Real? Ooh. Or is heaven for fake? Ooh. That's what you need to find out. Is heaven for real? 0491-064-669. This is a book by Chris Holland that looks at is heaven a real place? When do we get to go? What will heaven be like? What about hell? How long is forever? All of these key and important questions that people have in regards to heaven. Hey, 0491-064-669. Be the first caller through and we'll give you this book absolutely for free but guys thank you so much for listening continue to listen to our amazing programming on faith fm and remember to talk faith to live faith to act faith and you will grow strong in jesus christ Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.